Welcome to the Me The Money Show with Dan Barnes, the Editorial Director for Markets Media Europe. And joining me this week is Shani Bassar, Senior Writer at Markets Media. Shani, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to see you again, Dan. You too. Now, I understand you've been listening to congressional hearings this week. How was that for you? Well, strictly speaking, I'd say I've been reading about congressional hearings because I'm not a big fan of watching them live. But however... I wanted to, given kind of the rise in retail trading in the US recently, and it was Gary Gensler, the new chairman of the SEC, his first time before Congress. Yeah. I was interested in kind of what he was having to say. So yeah. I did. And did what was he having to say? So they were holding hearings after all the events with GameStop earlier in the year. One of the things he highlighted was payment for order flow. So mm. in the US, a lot of retail brokers, they'll sell their, their retail orders to a market maker who then either like execute them internally or give them to an exchange. But the result of that is that a lot of volume is done off exchanges in the US now, maybe up to like 45% of total volume, people think. Well, that's the estimates at the moment anyway. And then yeah. there's also the issue of that retail aren't getting like the best execution as well because and Robinhood actually did get fined for this by the SEC that they sold their orders, even though the market makers say we're not necessarily giving you the best execution for your clients, but we'll yeah. pay you. And they did get fined. And Gary Gensler highlighted that. So he didn't say what he was going to do about the issue, but he did say, oh, we've had, you know, I'd like to highlight that the SEC did fine Robinhood and that there's a possible conflict of interest there. Sure. It's an interesting philosophical conundrum, isn't it? In that if you're a retail trader and you get free trading, so you're not paying fees, but the execution price you're getting is not as good as it otherwise might be, the, working out the economics of yep. whether or not you could actually make more money, depending, and it probably depends on the size of your orders as well, by paying a fee yep. and getting a better price or not, it's quite a tricky thing to work out. It's, exactly. Yeah. It's difficult I mean, to work out best execution for an institutional trading desk, yeah. let alone somebody who's trading in the retail market. So he did say, he said, we think that because they got, they probably paid more, the retail investors, because in the poor execution than they, they would have if they played like a small commission. But I also think I kind of compare it to like a Google search that is free. And you know, like in your head, you know that they're using all your data, but because it's free, you know, I don't, I'm like, okay, fine. For the convenience, I'll give you all my data and I'll use you for free. I think, to be honest, I think most retail investors would be like, well, if I'd rather, like, they're just like, I don't want to pay for the execution. That yeah. would be the way I would see it. Even though they may think, oh, they probably don't even think about the execution, to be honest. But I think that, to be honest, most people are going to go, I just don't want to pay. Yeah. One of the challenges, of course, is also if you're trading in small size, yeah. then the difference, the microscopic difference you might get in between one execution and another in terms of the price you're paying for the actual security might not actually make that much difference. If you're trading in a very large size, of course, that can actually be significant and have a significant impact. So when we talk about best execution as a concept, it's not always very clear whether or not we should be talking about price or some other characteristic such as the speed at which you execute or the you know whether you can complete a full order at one time and for institutional investors that's key but for retail not so much so it is difficult i think for regulators to assess this in the context of best execution if they use the same benchmark for all traders yeah and then i was also talking to iex exchange this week as well who were the guys that michael lewis wrote about in his book and they've they had they've had a retail program since 2019 
but they filed with the SEC to make some changes to it to in order to attract more retail orders. And then hopefully the retail investors would also always get, ex- well, like they'd get midpoint or better execution. And the one thing, well, there's changing two things. One is that if someone wants to flag an order saying we want this to interact with retail, that will get priority over other orders. And also that there is a flag now saying this is like a retail, this, this is an order that wants to, interactive retail which wasn't there before so on their data feed and on the market the sip what's called the sip like the market wide data feed it will say we're looking for retail orders and then retail brokers will know that they can go to the exchange and get execution at midpoint or better which they didn't know before because there wasn't a flag so they're actually trying to change their program in order for some of that execution that's off exchange to come back onto exchanges and get hopefully a better price and i think you know if that works then like the guys at IX were saying, hopefully a lot of the other exchanges will start doing things with their programs. And then it will make it more attractive for retail brokers to come to the exchanges rather than, you know, selling selling their orders painful to Absolutely. And one of the big things about having execution, which is off exchange, is that yeah. it essentially impacts price formation. Yeah. Because if that large wholesale broker or market maker is taking all the retail feeds and then sort of uh, knows exactly where they're trying to trade at, but then actually trades into the market wholesale at a different price, then the understanding for a lot of the traders to know exactly where the natural flow is and where price is in that natural flow is potentially distorted, not in a way which is illegal or, you know, at all underhand. It's, it's about it, you know, that's a natural way for it to work. But it does create challenges if you're trying to work out something like best execution or transaction cost analysis, where you're trying to know, you have to know the price that is happening in the market in order to benchmark where you're trading at. I can see why there are other challenges out there as well. Yeah, so exactly. So if you think we rely on the public exchanges for price formation, then yeah. if then if the off-exchange volumes are kind of more, if that's the majority of the volume, then you're kind of, you know, you could lose confidence in the fact that that, you know, that the price that's been formed is fair. Yeah, absolutely. At the moment, if it's like, it's 45%, but if it gets much, much higher, then you're like, well, the public exchanges are then not properly fulfilling that role, you could argue. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, payment for order flow is illegal in, in the UK and, and yep. I think in most, most of Europe, under European rules. But it is interesting to see the rise of retail traders in obviously in the FC markets, thinking lots in the sort of crypto asset markets as well. It does seem that there are more people out there who are getting more confidence about engaging in the capital markets and or digital asset markets. And that potentially will lead to regulators needing to keep a closer eye on exactly what they understand is happening to their order flow or whether they might be misunderstanding. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. I would say our rules at the moment aren't really, I mean, they talk about investor protection, but I don't think they've really kept up. Obviously, they haven't kept up with the technology and with people trading from their phones or just being much more active in the way they trade. Yeah. So I think there's a whole kind of philosophical issue about how the regulators deal with that change, which is going to affect the markets forward, especially as more millennials or younger people come into the market and don't trade the way their parents used to. Quite. That's great. Excellent. Shani, thank you so much. Okay, thank you very much.